0: Hey guys, this is The Jared Chester, and you're listening to The Horrible Movie
1: Podcast. Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys, and everyone else, um, (laughs) welcome to The Horrible Movie Podcast, the Land of the Lost edition. We have two, kind of two folks on this episode with me. We have uh, producer Phil, hello. Hello, sir. And we have Dr. Jared Chester. Dr. J. Now, are you a right. doctor of psychology I, or I'm a, a doctor a, of style? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, technically, I'm a near
0: doctor. You
1: guys haven't passed your board yet? Well, I, yeah, I'm still shy a few hours. Okay. But you're close? I'm close, actually. Technically. That. I was close. Yeah. Technical doctor, folks. A specialist? Yeah. What do you have?
0: Okay, so educationally, I have a bachelor's in psychology, and I I started a doctoral program that was a simultaneous uh, master's and doctorate in clinical psychology, and then I stopped in the middle of that program uh, and then finished up a whole completely other master's in school counseling.
1: Okay, so you're close, though. I'm close. You're close to being a doctor. I have a lot of debt. Well, we all have debt. That's why we're here today to talk about. I'm just joking. We're not. Uh, this is not the financial show. Oh, um, so close. Horror movie podcast, and we are, um, you know, coming to you on several great radio stations. Now we're brought to you by, um, like we like we said before, Revolver Podcasts, um, great podcast network. Yeah, uh, you can find us uh at one horrible movie on twitter you can go, find us on our facebook you can find our podcast everywhere great podcasts are available and um the horrible movie dot com dot com great places great people great audio that's great and but this movie is not as great today we like we said we're talking about land of the lost um what do you know jared about land oh the lost um, I remember watching the TV
0: reruns on uh, TV Land you said it was TV Land, which TV I, land I, yeah, yeah I'm sure
1: Nickelodeon's TV mm-hmm. Land yeah Nick at Night that's Nick. TV Land different Nick,
0: I, I, don't I almost said Nick at Night but then I wasn't it sure different? I can't I think remember it is. now Nick at Night are they still land?
1: on is, tel- is there still television TV or did <laughs> Netflix and everything else just I watched this on that. the internet so I don't know If it's not on NBC, I'm not watching it. Well, you, everyone, if you've ever listened to this uh, this show, you know my love for NBC's delicious uh, things that they put out. And it always makes me laugh. They always have the same promos. It's funny. Um, Phil, your first interactions with Land of the Lost?
2: I think I, I think what I watched when I was a kid was the 1991 to whatever how many seasons they had re- remake of the show so like the original show was in the 70s. I don't know that I ever saw any episodes of that show but I did I know I was watching it in the 90s when it, when they remade it. So I watched a few like probably at least half a season of that show in the 90s yeah um, now uh,
1: for those of you who know we also we do a second show and it's um, our midweek episode. Uh, if you want to hear the theme to the uh, <laughs> show, obviously, you can always go on YouTube and look it up, um, but friends, it's it's classic stuff. It great banjo picking, and uh, great claymation, and uh, <laughs> the best they could do, and it's not really CGI, it was just um, the best they claymation. could do. Exclamation! But I'm saying like them when they're going over the over the uh, a lot of green screenery, green screen, yeah, and miniatures, yeah, yeah, and miniatures. Uh, The Crofts we talk about in length (laughs) again on the midweek. We talk in length about the Crofts and
0: um, hey, I did some research since then. Yeah, Um, Jim Henson and the Crofts almost contemporaries, like same years. uh, Muppets came out in uh, uh, '69. Okay right so i mean that was about the same
1: time as the hr puff and stuff and they um weird that's a competition there yeah. i'm sure then a little it's like uh silicon valley there's a lot of competition only in puppetry so very good um any uh let's see let me think about the um will ferrell connection here will ferrell in this movie hmm um total will ferrell Typical stuff. Yeah. Physical. Second
0: co- Will Ferrell appearance on the horrible movie podcast. Can you name the
1: I other? Was
2: the first one was. Well, he's been on two two episodes. We did Zoolander. No, we didn't do the first Zoolander. Just the second Zoolander. Zoolander. Is that what you're thinking? Yeah, yeah. yeah um, the first Zoolander job. is a great movie. We wouldn't. Yeah, have it's done fun.
1: That. Um, and there are aspects of this movie that are fun. We yeah. talked about that. Like it just didn't do really well. Man, it did really poorly in the in the theater. I mean. Yeah. Really poorly in the theater.
2: I, I would say this is typical Will Ferrell, but it's not, I don't think it's full Will Ferrell in this one. Um, when I think of Will Ferrell in a movie kind of doing him, it's Elf, you know, that that kind of comedy. <laughs> physical, a lot of physical <laughs> comedy, <laughs> just him being just a doofus. Right. And he's I, pretty serious in this movie. He has some jokes to crack, but.
1: They rely on um, the really goofball stuff. They rely on Danny McBride and uh, Chaka.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And the yeah.
1: <laughs> Chaka Chaka Chaka's character is uh, interesting. I wonder if is that Jorma? I think that's Jorma from uh um the uh Lonely Island. Lonely Island um that did Chaka. But uh anyway. So anyway, 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 we have um man. So many great things to talk about on this movie. The first thing we're going to talk about is Something we like to call Time A Foursome deeds. Land of the Lost came out in 2009, June 5th, 2009. Not that long ago. When you no. really break it down. I mean, guess that is a while ago. Directed by Brad Silberling. Produced by Sid and Marty Croft, which is pretty awesome. And Jimmy oh, yeah. Miller. Um, based on Land of the Lost by Sid and Marty Croft, starring Will Ferrell, Anna Frail, I pronounced that name wrong, Danny McBride, and Jorma Taccone, who Jorma is Chaka. And Jorma is one of the Long Island uh, guys. How, how old was Hambert. he?
2: When, when he was in this movie, how old was he approximately? Like, oh, he was, no, hes a he was an adult.
1: Okay. He just looks really young. Jorma looks... Jorma looks very young, but but he has always looked like that. In hot, he's in hot rod. Gosh, <laughs> he was funny. born in seventy seven. Yeah, he just right. looks super young, doesn't oh, wow. he? Um, Matt Lauer is in this movie as well, and actually plays as a fairly prominent Matt yeah, Lauer. Yeah, yeah, as Matt Lauer, <laughs> and plays a pretty prominent role. Yeah, in this movie, he's funny too. Um, <laughs> really, um, the Crofts lending themselves to this very good, very important. Um Will Farrell, this was around the same time as kicking and screaming, so he was in that middle time when he was it was kind of not a not a you know how when he did old school, it was a everything was going great, right yep. I mean, will Farrell was it was it was the best ever. and then um, this uh, this was in that same middle area, like I said, June fifth, 2009 release time uh, budget. One hundred million dollars. Wow, it's a lot of money, folks. A lot of—that's a lot of uh, a lot of rocks, a lot of stones. <laughs> and box
2: office. You guys see this? Yeah, I did see a, that one. Yeah. Sixty-eight point eight million ah. dollars. That's a lot of loss, that's, ladies and gentlemen. Per, even percentage-wise, that's probably the the biggest loss I think that we've done on the show. Probably is. It's pretty bad. Crawl. I mean it. I can't remember what Kroll was. So percentage-wise, Kroll probably did worse, but I think it only had like a $20 million budget or whatever it was, so. Um, We talked about,
1: um, on the midweek episode, we talked about Danny McBride. Danny McBride's in this, and he plays Danny McBride as himself in a lot of things. He plays that, um, oh, I don't know. um, I don't want to say backwoods, but kind Kind of of hick, hick kind of scenario, all cut-off shirt. Um... (laughs) He's it cracks me up. He kind of makes me laugh. We talked about DVD sales of this too. Um the DVD was released October 13, thousand nine. Hey, it made twenty it sold twenty million dollars of CDs in two or DVDs in two <laughs> years. That's pretty good, right? Yeah. I mean I, I'm, I'm assuming so. I mean maybe DVD sales are that, that's a low number for DVD sales, but
2: I mean at twenty dollars a pop, then that's a million. They sold a million DVDs. <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> that is a lot.
1: Um, ultimately, ultimately. Now, I will say this: the director of this also directed Casper the Friendly Ghost, City of Angels, and his Brad Silverling. By the way, Casper the Friendly Ghost, City of Angels, which With we've talked Nick we've, Cage, right? Yeah, we talked about this on that on the show. Uh, Lemony Snicket's. He directed that as well, okay. um, and he directed, I guess, that whole season of Ten Items or Less, which is a Grocery store-based TV show, which if Dave Clemens were on here, he would talk in length about that show because <laughs> he loves that show. Uh, he also directed Doogie Howser. Uh, he directed Felicity, um, one episode. He directed three episodes of Doogie Hauser. And, um, yeah, so he's been around the block. And oh, and he's the uh, producer of the TV show Rain, which I think is goofy. Okay, so next up, folks, this show is based on segments. And this next segment is the moneymaker for our show. It's a segment we (laughs) like to call a 30-second synopsis. Who's up? Not it. I'll do it. Phil's got it. All right, Uncle Phil. I mean, Producer Phil. What? You're not my uncle. You're not my my dad. All right, you have this amount of time. Are you ready? All right. And 30-second synopsis. Producer Phil
2: for Land of the Lost. Ready and go. So Will Farrell plays a guy that's a scientist that's studying basically time warps um, that will transport them either through time or th- alternate d- dimensions, it's not clear. He takes a um, another scientist and uh, some random guy uh, they go back in time and they have to fight off uh, aliens and dinosaurs to get this time uh, machine back, basically. Uh, they eventually get the machine and fight off this Lee Stack uh, army and then go back to their normal time.
0: Very good. Wow, that was
1: perfect. I think that was it. Good job, man. I'm Phil. glad you did I skipped that. over a lot of that. A Phil's lot of stuff. Pro. Um, yeah, that um was a good job, Phil. That really was. I, I don't know Chris. where that ranks. Where do you think that ranks in thirty seconds and off? Of it, it wasn't
2: great. I, I tell you what, uh, Aaron Dicer and Andrew Ormsby are probably very, very good the at pros, it. the pros. Yeah, and Jared had a good one. Jared had a pretty good one a couple months back. The Superman
1: one. Yeah.
2: Superman four. Uh,
1: yeah. Three. Four. I
0: the Quest remember. for Peace. Um, but no, that was concise. You got the. You hit the the major plot points, and you aren't rushed through it. You you wrapped it up at the right amount of time.
2: I um. It's a very basic plot.
1: It really is. It really is, and a lot of it's just um, based on gags and everything else. So coming up, we're going to have a segment we call a power plot, not PowerPoint, Jared. Uh, There will be no small emojis or things screening through. (laughs) Um, But let's go ahead. We're going to take a little break, and when we come back, we're going to talk to Jared and Phil about Land of the Lost.
2: Power Plot! <laughs> <coughs> <coughs> Scared me. Woo! That
1: was powerful. And we're back. Um, so, time to talk about the plot of Land of the Lost in a segment we like to call Power Plot. We're going to power through the plot while talking about the interesting factoids of the plot. <laughs> um, so, here we have paleontologist Rick Marshall. Dr. Rick Marshall. He has a job at the La Brea Tar Pits. But before we get to that, we we have three (laughs) years before this, he is a renowned scientist. Paleontologist? Paleontologist scientist. (laughs) And he's on the Today Show with Matt Lauer. (laughs) Uh, Matt Lauer questions him about his new book coming out. And Matt Lauer questions his science says saying that Stephen Hawkins Stephen Hawking thinks that his science Rick Marshall's science is completely ridiculous I Th- found I found this segment that probably the funniest part of the movie <laughs> Well Matt Lauer being involved was kind of funny Yeah Um so Will Ferrell's character uh, character Rick Marshall then decides he needs to um He leaves the interview and then he tries to. He's shamed on it. He's shamed and he tries to and he tries to attack Matt Lauer, (laughs) and it's embarrassing and it ruins his career. It kind of ruins his career. Um, Then we segue, like we said, three years later, he's talking to looks like a high school science class, right? I think it's just like a museum. They they came to the Labrea Tar Pits Museum, and um, Jared, have you now? Phil, you are from California. Yes, I never went to the Tar Pits. Jared, when you went to California? Nope. You've been there, though, right? I've I've been to California. To San Francisco? Yes. But not LA. The La Brea Tar Pits are in LA, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, They're in La Brea. La Brea. (laughs) (laughs) Makes sense. Um, But I I didn't know if you guys had ever seen these. I've seen them on movies. When you were little, do you remember the Tar Pits thinking, it's awesome. Weird, it's Is weird. It's just tar, boiling it's just, tar. Yeah, weird. Hot magma, molten, <laughs> <Moulton>. molten, mm, <laughs> hot fudge. Oh, so he's good. talking to a class that's come to visit at the tar pits. He's then he ends up talking about uh, tachyon energy and all these other things. the 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 little bit gets over, and he yells at the kids, and uh, they leave. They don't take a science serious. They don't take a science serious. And uh, Hugh <laughs> doctoral candidate Holly Cantrell. And she comes in. She believes in his theory. She's like the only person that believes in his theory. And um, you know, his idea on time warps and the bending of time and space to go to alternate uh, realities, alternate universes. Yeah. And um she believes in him. And what's the proof that she shows? Anybody?
0: She finds a fossil that's got, it's a lighter that's 12 million or however
1: million years old. Right? Yeah. And it's got big cat on it. And it's just <laughs> yeah. big cat on it. And it's a lighter. Mm-hmm. And it's embedded
0: down into this fossil. The lighter turns out to be uh, Dr. Marshall's light because he pops it out. And of course it's a perfect fit. It is. And it thus proof.
1: She also alternate.
2: has has this um, crystal type thing around her neck that someone gave her. Yeah,
1: well, she found the crystal. Okay. Um, and later on, shortly in the movie, they go to um, the scene where they find the crystal. And it's in a, um, a flea market no, in the middle like of a the tourist, desert. It's like a touristy thing. But it literally is in the middle of the desert. Like, <laughs> this guy set this up out there. I expect to see some graboids. Grab this Fair. is very, very <laughs> tremors. This is yeah. very, very much like tremors. Yeah,
2: boy, I didn't even think about that.
1: Yeah. Desert base. It does
2: look it's probably the same exact spot where they filmed it. Yeah, it really. is, I guarantee. You. <laughs> Imperfection. <laughs> so they go out there and
1: they meet Danny McBride's character, which is Will, right? Yes. 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 Yeah. But in the movie and the TV show, the family was it's a family. In this, it's these are people who are not yeah. related. Um, it makes for a little better movie, I think, when they do that. But it anyway. We'll get we'll get into the <laughs> yeah. goods and bads of, after this. Uh, they get to uh and they meet Danny McBride, and Danny McBride runs this kind of tourist trap. Basically, he's got all these random items he tries to sell them: fireworks and these really lewd mugs, if you yeah. will. We won't talk about. <laughs> and um, and they really just want to go into the cave because it's it's this cave ride thing that he's built. But she's found these crystals there, and I I I bet that. You know, this is all built on there because someone knew that there was power here. There was a portal. Well, I mean, uh, they had
0: the mannequins that looked like slea stacks. And, I mean, obvious some elements from someone that Land of the Lost was
1: part of this environment. Yes. So... So, um, he has created this backpack thing that looks it's like a half a half between a flux capacitor and it's Ghostbusters and backpack. a and a Ghostbusters bad Exo. ecto, what's it called? Uh, Chamber, no, it's a blaster, blaster thing. It's a I don't know. neutrino blaster. It's a I can't remember. Anyway, we're gonna think of it in a bit. Someone will just say it out loud. Um, and so he's built this thing and it has oh, by the way, the theme of his music that he has on there are these show tunes. And those come in handy later on. From he likes show tunes from the chorus yeah. line. Yeah, yeah from the chorus line. He,
0: it's their remnants of the iPod hard drive. That's Did you right. guys ever have one of those iPods? That was, that was like an original big iPod. Yeah. Because I mean, what they probably filmed this in 2007 or eight. Yeah. yeah. Right.
1: In 2000, yeah. probably probably seven or eight. Yeah. And then that was the that was the iPod at the time. Um, side note here, I, I you see that iPad on there. I started watching. Um, Proton pack Iron, projector. I, proton pack. I started watching Iron Fist on uh, Netflix. I haven't, I haven't got right far into it, but he we'll talk about that later. He has a uh, iPod just like that. It's kind of interesting. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry, I digress. Very much, I digress. Anyway, so um, so they uh, go into the tunnel, and Danny McBride <laughs> takes them in the tunnel in <laughs> his raft.
2: Are you guys not wowed
1: and by my showmanship? They um. He takes them into the tunnel, into the raft, and then they uh, proceed to go through the little ride. What a tourist trap! Yeah, what a tourist trap! And he's like, "I really tried so hard. I put my cap on, and I put, I got my, I'm floating through here. I'm just trying to add some showmanship to this, and you guys aren't aren't buying into it." And so then he um, proceeds to, um, he turns on his uh, tachyon pack thing, and it the whole thing starts to shake. It's the worst. Um, earthquake ever which is from the show Um, the greatest earthquake ever known and um, it shakes their tiny raft and then guess what happens it plunges them down thousand feet below now this
0: scene I mean they're ripping scenes from the opening credits of Land of the Lost
1: I mean granted a little bit better green screenery but it really is It's trying to be a direct rip off of it which is good and so then they um, they fall down the fall down and they end up in the desert in this really bad desert like area, surrounded by uh, a Viking ship, random just memorabilia, a crashed airplane into the Viking ship, yep. a door um, a door that door was ripped door. off. Later, you see this pool from a hotel pool that. And so these these space time anomalies must be being ripped through time. And landing in the land of the lost, there's an alien spaceship at one point.
2: But, it was, it but permanently, there. right? Like, I mean, it looked at one point it looked like the um, Golden Gate Bridge was in one of the scenes. I was yeah. like, which it's got to be. From, this, you?
0: this is a land in between that combines the future, the past, everything. Yeah. So
2: okay. So it could
1: th- those things could come from anywhere, and but, there's a one point, just
2: copied in. They're not like actually... No, I think they're actually coming in. They're
1: ripped from time and space. They're ripped from time and space. But but he's saying in the future, the Golden Gate Bridge is going to disappear. Ah. When when Magneto pulls it up That's true. In X3? Yeah, X3. In X3. If Keith Moncrief is listening, the greatest movie ever, (laughs) X3. Um, But... it, it rips the, uh, you know, the Golden Gate Bridge was ripped apparently in the future somewhere because it, it can't be in the past because we still have it. Yeah. Um, anyway, all these things are there. At, at one point, they're standing there and these dinosaurs sh- start showing because this is a dinosaur-filled land. There are raptors. There's a T-Rex. Um, the, at one point, a, the dinosaurs are waiting in that one spot. Because they know something's going to show up, and that yeah. ice cream truck shows up. Yeah. <laughs> and the ice cream it's, man it's feeding is time. in there. And it's so really sad. Like, I was like, oh, oh. Yeah. oh. Anyway, and he gets obliterated. But and I
0: mean, that, that, that's setting up the one of the main, kind of the one of the first antagonists is the T Rex that Will, Will Ferrell insults.
1: Grumpy? The, his name is Grumpy in the, in the Grumpy TV series. Grumpy from the TV yeah. series. Um, okay, so. To, to fast forward a little bit here, they they um, start their journey and they really, they run into, first they run into Chaka.
2: Yeah. is yes. the first creature the, they run into. In the into. desert,
1: yeah. And he has a very interesting, um, amorous liking he takes to Holly. Um <laughs> Gosh. And uh, it's kind of funny. It's uh, played by Jorma uh, from Lonely Island. He's also in Hot Rod if you've ever seen him. And um, very, very funny. And uh, they run into him then they uh, run into uh, a T-Rex. Actually, Chalk is about to get sacrificed by his yeah. tribe, which is really funny. And they run into a T-Rex uh, that's nicknamed Grumpy. And um, he's, Grumpy's walking away, and and <laughs> Rick Marshall says his brain's the size of a walnut, and that makes him mad. He's smarter than you think. Yeah. And he chases him around. They run around these ruins that they ran into. Uh-huh. And they run into their first sleaze stacks. The Sleeve Stacks are then headed off um, by Enoch, um, and uh, he Enoch tells them about the evil Zarn yep. and how Zarn is actually evil, and he's trying to take over um, all of time and space, and with Rick's help, if he can just get to Earth, he can save... Your Earth, Rick. Rick Marshall.
2: So, and Enoch and Sle- and um, Zarin are both Sleigh stacks, right? They are,
1: but they're intelligent Sleigh stacks. They're drone Sleigh stacks. The minions are just like slow-moving zombie type. They're con- things. they're yeah. controlled,
2: like mind-controlled, basically yes. by the yeah.
1: Tachyons, right? Later in later, later, later okay. on, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. By by the crystals, because yeah. um, yeah. Enoch, the evil Sleigh stack, but you don't know he's evil at first. Yeah, he. Zarn, a, though, he killed Zarn, though, apparently. Enoch killed Zarn, and Zarn's voice is done by Leonard Nimoy, and they totally underplay it. Who did Enoch's voice? I, 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 I didn't Anybody? recognize it. I didn't, didn't recognize the name. Um, Probably not. Uh, let's see. Let's see who it was. John Boylan. John Boylan. Bo- Boylan.
2: Boylan. He's a well-known Canadian actor. Yeah.
1: John Boylan, don't
2: yeah. I don't understand the choice to make Le- Leonard Nimoy the czar. Why didn't they switch him? Huh? But probably saw him at Comic
0: Con and said, "Hey, Leonard Nimoy, <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll give you twenty bucks if you'll just record this
1: one-minute yeah. snippet."
2: He literally had like four or five <laughs> lines in the entire movie.
1: But um, so they um, they kind of buy into what Enoch is telling them, and why not? And they help um. And then uh, Enix uh, tells him he needs to go retrieve the Tachyon Amplifier. They find it, um, but on their way, okay, they're, go- they're going across the desert to find the Tachyon Amplifier. They stumble it, it's upon it's moving,
0: so they can't find it. Uh, yeah, Enix can hone in on it, but he can't locate it because it's moving, okay. and it, it ends up being inside a dinosaur.
1: Yeah. Is it oh is that why it's moving okay. yeah. yeah. um but let's get to this first as they're trying to find them they run ac- they run across a T-Rex um and an Allosaurus who they think are going to to fight um they end up um <laughs> again this is when the ice cream truck arrives <laughs> and the small like little um baby raptors baby raptors are attacking it the Allosaurus and Grumpy show up to, to attack it um and then they're filming the whole time, which is really funny. Which is good because I think it pays off later. Whenever they show the film, you know. Yeah. And. Um, but <laughs> there's
2: a, there's a lot of running in this movie. Yeah, he's a running, lot of running. He's running away from several dinosaurs here. A lot.
1: And um, All- <laughs> the Allosaurus and the T-Rex end up attacking him because he covered himself in dino pee. Now that is true. Like, <laughs> earlier on, he 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 was able to find this pee for some reason. Now, he couldn't find he, it. He, he collected stood,
2: it. <laughs> uh,
1: he, Straight up sampled it from. Yeah, uh, he,
2: he held the bucket underneath. Yeah,
0: they have a conversation. I mean, and it's kind of funny when Danny McBride is question. Hold 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 up here, Dr. Marshall. Uh, so you collected, you stood under the
1: dinosaur and collected this. Well, yes. And so as so. they're going to collect the uh, tachyon uh, amplifier, they have to fight off out All- the Allosaurus and Grumpy. Um, they end up kill he ends up killing the allosaurus the amplifier is uh, taken by they, they get the they get the amplifier it's stolen by a uh, pterodactyl. pterodactyl and then he i, I um, believe
2: the technical scientific term is pterodactyl pterodactyl <laughs> uh, i was see, i was skipping
1: through that Stop. i was i was skipping through that um so then the they have to go to the pterodactyl bed and um they end up getting um they go out walking on this heated pterodactyl bed thing um marshall lulls the pterodactyl babies who start to hatch to sleep by singing um show i hope i hope i get it some show <laughs> tune i hope i get it and um and chaka joins in chaka singing this beautiful man he has a, <laughs> a great voice and That's so, so then holly um holly takes a dinosaur egg um and then they find out this is where they find out this recording that uh that Zarin left, that he's actually the good one, and Enoch deceived all of them, and he's um, going to try to plan to invade Earth, to take over the Earth. The slee stacks arrive, and um, they and Enoch then, like every good villain, uh, tells them of his plan. I'm going to have the, these sleigh stacks. They reproduce like you know rabbits, basically, and um, they're going to be able to take over the whole Earth. And so, <laughs> um, and there's nothing you can do about it. And so they basically... Um, they have to go use the Crystal Link uh, thing using the amplifier um, so Enoch can open a portal. They are able to open the portal. They have a big knockdown dragout with Enoch and... Um, then um they fight. Luckily Danny McBride gets the upper hand, locks Enoch and <laughs> Little uh, around. That little uh, Go leave me reverse reverse chin lock <laughs> and he says, Leave me here. I've been to talking to my pal chaka and my pal chaka here. What a weird ending. That's <laughs> so funny though. Like that 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 part is really funny in this movie. My pal Chaka here is telling me how great this world is, and I can be like a king here. We'll be we'll be kings here, which is really funny. <laughs> we'll be kings here. And so he grabs does Enoch. He say that? Yeah, he does. <laughs> and then Enoch... Um, we'll kings here. And then Enoch um, decides it's time to... Uh, he's, he's trying to beg Marshall for forgiveness. And um, Marshall goes, Science does not forgive. Rick Marshall goes, Science does not forgive Enoch. <laughs> and they oh, wow. uh, he and Holly jump through the portal. Um, we then... then the uh, waning moments here, we have... Uh, we have uh, Will and Chaka... Um, going uh, piggyback through the desert. They come upon the village. These beautiful maidens come up. My favorite line in the whole movie is when Will goes, oh, man, these are what what your women look like? Man, I I made a good choice. It was a really good choice. As they they begin to touch his denim clothing, because he has on a denim vest and denim jeans. He was made to live there. He was created to live there. Uh, And then we segue to Earth um, like a year later, and Matt Lauer is having to eat his own words because uh Dr. Rick, Marshall Dr. Dr. his new book is called Matt Lauer can suck it
2: <laughs> and Dr. he Marshall.
1: makes Matt Lauer read it um on <laughs> on live television and um on the today show um uh, and then they leave the uh, egg behind and uh the uh basically sleestack egg hatches as the uh as the credits are rolling. As the credits are rolling. Yeah. Yeah, they they intended, the movie wrapped up. they
2: intended to make a sequel to the movie, but that was not in the cards. That was not going to happen. With that
1: <laughs> with that sort of a budget boon uh that wasn't going to happen. Um I um I thoroughly I thoroughly thought it was a pretty bad movie and I think that's um good at times. However, um wow. Yeah, it's kind of a, a cluster. It does not really pay great o- homage to the other one because of the tone of it. But this is part of, and we'll get into this in the next segment. But uh, this is part of that same remake for remake sake type thing that people have done. Mm-hmm. They try to use nostalgia. And coming up in the next uh, next, we'll have some goods and bads. We'll rate this movie, and then we're going to talk about what these two have been into lately. We'll be right back. Goods and bads, goods and bads. It's time for some goods and bads. All right, so, guess what? Land of the Lost. Did you feel lost during this movie? I never felt lost during this movie. Did you guys ever feel lost during this movie? I didn't. I didn't. I knew where it was going. The plot is very basic, very elementary. Well, um, if you've
0: seen the old TV show, you knew exactly
1: what was going to happen. Right, right. And I think you knew where this was going, the the plot twist at the end when Danny McBride's character Will stays there with Chaka makes me kind of laugh because I think he <laughs> he thinks his life back <laughs> in on Earth is a little bit boring probably, but he thinks that the way Chaka my pal Chaka here I was made for this world I was made for this world <laughs> so um, really what's some what's some goods? Well, this is a segment called Goods and Bads. What? Kay. What are some
0: goods, Jared? Yeah, I like the Matt Lauer segments. Uh, it was just a good the bookmarks the, or bookends for the show. I, I feel like there was a lot in the middle where I was just kind of, er, maybe they're shooting for a teen audience on some of the humor, the groping, and <laughs> and, and some of the jokes just seemed a little immature, it, which I agree that's this type of movie. Mm-hmm. But I, I like the bookends with Matt Matt Lauer. Mark? Matt Lauer. Matt Lauer. Matt Lauer. Matt. Why did I say Matt? What's, what's, Matt. You, That's his name. Matt Lauer. I like that. There was some funny parts uh, that uh, were laughable. I, I think you get a lot of that in the trailer, some of those funny parts. I expected more drama and not as much slapstick, I guess. Uh, the scenery, and I think the visual stuff was pretty good. The dinosaurs looked pretty decent. Mm-hmm. So I could see where they spent the, the $100 million on budget. Good. Um,
1: Phil, what's um, some goods?
2: I, yeah, just the the humor in the in the movie was pretty good. Um, I liked uh, some Will Ferrell type moments where they kind of just let him go and do whatever he does best. <laughs> um, he at one point has like a donut M&M sandwich that he makes is a, it's a, right. don, you eat the donut, <laughs> the donut M&M, so you don't have to eat the M&M's later. It's just, <laughs> he just puts it in the middle of the sandwich. No. Uh, the auto-tune scene. That was, is pretty funny. That, that, yeah. that, that scene was great. Um, and that was
1: about the right, about the same time that, that <laughs> Around the same time, maybe Share came out. Maybe yeah. that was earlier. Yeah, yeah. I, I bet it. Wasn't if you haven't actually. seen the movie, they put their hands on this crystal uh,
0: Emmy-looking award, yeah, um, and that auto tunes their, vo- their voice their so voice. They actually sing Share, yeah, and a- in the scene.
2: Do you believe in life after life. Life.
1: Which when did that song come out, guys? Two thousand five. Okay. Two thousand eight. Nineteen ninety eight.
2: What? What? Yeah, Nineteen ninety
1: eight.
2: Okay, I, I did not know that. It's crazy. Um, I liked the Weird. the the dinosaur urine scene where he's like splashing himself with it. It kind of oh, that's early morning <laughs> stuff.
1: <laughs> kind of reminded me
2: a little bit of the humor that's involved in the first Zoolander movie with like the gasoline fight. Yeah, that's like that. funny. Um,
1: and then he at one point he said, like, "You really got to drink it, through so you got to get into your into your bloodstream here. You really got to be uh, thorough. And this will help out." Oh, oh! I immediately regretted that.
2: Immediately make it worse. Maybe if I do it again
1: and wash it, it will. Um, it um, will uh, help nope. I, I, think oh, I forgot to talk about by the way um, whenever he gets swallowed in the end yep. yeah. by Grumpy he ends up be fr- Grumpy ends up being his buddy because he, he, he helped um, he's going through dislodge something yeah. in a lower intestine he was going through his intestines and he helped dislodge <laughs> something I thought it was <laughs>
2: that. gross uh, and then, like, the only other part that I really laughed at in in the Land of the Lost, like, the middle part of the movie, was the mosquito bite. Uh, so, he gets, like, this, this massive, like, you know, f- foot-long, a couple-foot-long mosquito bites him on the back. And then there's this great uh, reveal where he takes off his shirt and, like, turns towards oh, the... Ca- oh, so <laughs> Turns his back towards the camera, and you see this, like, huge, like... Right. Big wh-
1: uh, whelp on there. It was like an eighteen like, inch uh, diameter. Yeah, hit, like you could see where the. Door, <laughs> so the, gross. Yeah. Um, I did I, not like
0: that scene. For <laughs> me though, the the
1: goods, um, the goods of this movie really were. I I, I really do like Danny McBride. Um, he's he's never gonna win an Oscar, right? I mean, I got a feeling. No. I mean, maybe some point in his career, he I don't think his he'll head. be nominated. he will play some art film. Some or. art film, and you know. Art for art's sake. Take me serious, guys. Take me serious. And but I uh, liked him in it. Chaka um grew on me a little bit because everyone when I first saw this, I was like, ah, eh, Chaka. But the more you watch Chaka, he's just really silly. Um, I I I um Will Ferrell doesn't doesn't overwhelm the movie with being Will Ferrell. No,
2: you know no. no. I think he plays to the other characters pretty well. Actually, he doesn't take over.
1: Right, and then um ultimately old uh i like uh, the girl character holly wasn't anything overboard here no
2: have you guys seen her in anything else no she's she's like a, a british actor I, th- I feel like she's been in mostly um at least her early stuff i think is mostly overseas stuff i didn't i didn't recognize most of the films right when, when and, i looked at her um, filmography
1: um i i liked how it was like an alternate Alternate universe type scenario, and there was random things that just showed up on that planet, which was kind of fun. Three moons, that was cool. And then, um,
2: I really, um, trinary system, trinary. I'll say this that honestly, the humor is, is really the only thing I liked about the movie,
1: yeah, because the rest of it just not, it doesn't, it, it's not like it's yeah. a big front runner type. I mean, I guess maybe, would you say this could be a cult classic type movie? Maybe. <sighs>
2: I don't know. Who's this movie for? Like it's, it's not for the people that grew up watching the film because they're in their thirties or forties when the movie comes out. And it's nothing like the original, the show at all. Like in the original show, it's a park ranger and his kids, right. That go back. And then they've changed literally every character in the movie. And, um, we can't
0: create that sexual tension if it's all your family.
2: Yeah. That's a little weird. (laughs) Um, and, I don't know, like the I, I actually disagree. Like I didn't think the CGI effects were that really? great. Like I, I, I don't know that it's for a new, a young audience or an old audience. Um I think there's a very small group of people that actually really enjoy this film.
1: Right. Um and I think that you have to have known about the show a little bit to then, you know, really appreciate it fully.
2: There's there's it, one point where the the dinosaur, the T-Rex, literally clips through Will Farrell. Like it, it like clips like part of his head out. I and I, I felt like they yeah. they were clearly acting in front of just a flat green screen or something like that. They, all of their all reactions right. were were kind of weird. I maybe for two thousand nine it was is pretty good, but this movie came out after Iron, after Moon. Lord of
0: the Rings, yeah, it, and all of that. It so came out of a lot of true. after
2: a lot of movies that were really good. I was
0: just thinking like the scenes in the desert with all of the stuff, and I mean, and maybe that was set building, not CGI. I, Some I, of the
2: smaller know. dinosaurs looked okay. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. It was certainly better than the 1970s CGI.
1: <laughs> I, definitely, um, I definitely think that the tone of this movie catches nothing of that original TV no. show. Now, I don't think they were br- – I mean, maybe when it came out, that TV show was really, really, really um, breaking ground with what it did, with Claymation, with what it did with Puppet, maybe a little bit Puppet stuff, and the Sleeve Stack outfits. But it wasn't like that show was just unbelievably groundbreaking. But in the same vein, this movie doesn't even catch the tone of that of that movie. Yeah, that's actually... Oh, that TV show.
2: That brings up one of my bads that that I had written down was the, the original show was for kids. It was for children on uh, a Saturday morning yes. TV show type of thing. You wake up on Saturday morning and watch the show. Um, this movie was like disturbingly adult. Like, At times. It, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's actually, there's a lot of language in the movie, um, which I don't mind. I mean, I, I, I'm fine with language in movies, but when you're trying to remake a, a show that's very innocent and then make it into this, it's, it just seems very offensive to the original source material.
0: But you're remaking it for people that are now adults, Older, middle-aged.
2: Right. And, and and maybe that's, maybe that's why they did that, but I don't know. I just, I found it kind of weird. There's, there's actually one part. He doesn't, actually say the words but there's a, a part where uh will ferrell's character mouths the words f you and so <laughs> like it's just like wow that's a far cry from the original show Girl. um so yeah and and just like the the boob jokes and the you know sexual stuff and the there's uh, allusions to smoking pot and masturbation and like mm-hmm. all this kind of stuff so it's just like it's really <laughs> yeah it's really really weird
1: very weird um so um, what else? What are the, um, anything else we can think of that are the bads before we write this thing? No.
2: How, how did, how did, uh, Holly's character know how to translate Chaka's language? She said some, like she, it, it was similar to some other, she was a
0: paleontologist, so she studied foreign and ancient <laughs> dialects. I, I remember them tying that in somehow, but
2: like, yeah, she, she's not just. She's not just translating; she's fluent. Like that's she, true. Like everything, everything <laughs> yeah. that Chaka says, she's like, "Well," she, and then he said this, and then he said that.
0: Well, I'm not going to translate that. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> there is some really weird stuff where they just like, you just go with it. It's just like, okay, that's not going to make sense. I'm just going to just enjoy the ride.
1: <laughs> Let's do this. Let's rate this movie. Okay, Jared, one. Okay, we're going to rate in horribles. One <laughs> okay. horrible is. Pretty bad. Bad movie. Okay. Five Horribles is um, really, really bad. Um, A few weeks ago, uh, or actually last week, Andrew Ormsby said that the Avengers, the 1998 Avengers, was a five. Uh, Paul Huft said that The Love Guru was a five. Yeah. To give give context, Jared, rate this in Horribles. In Horribles,
0: I would say. I would go middle ground, a, a solid three for me. I chuckled. Um, I, I remember thinking, somewhat not fondly, but I, I remember thinking, "Oh, well, that was a fun movie, hmm. you know." But upon, it, I don't think it holds up on rewatching it in, in context of watching it for a critique. If I can turn my brain off for an hour and forty, yeah, I laughed some, so I'd give it that a three.
2: Okay, Phil. Um, back, back before the, when we started the show, I was going to go one, but I think now that I'm thinking about it, there were, there were large stretches where there was nothing funny going on, like 15 minutes straight. and I didn't laugh once. So I don't know that I'd want to watch this movie again. I, um, I think I'm going to go two for my, a two for my rating. Yeah.
1: I'm going to be honest and I'm giving this a one. Okay. Because I halfway enjoyed it at times.
2: I think you're going one because you enjoy the Danny McBride part of it more than I do. I'm not familiar with his other work. And I
1: appreciated their attempt to try to make Land of the Lost. Even when it came out, I was like, that's kind of fun. That's a good idea. (laughs) And then they made it, and I was like, it had really nothing Uh, to do. They could have called this uh, Land Before Time. Alternate Reality Town (laughs) USA. and It would have been the same difference. But Anyway, okay. So, folks, finally, we're to the point where we're going to ask, what have you been into lately, Jared? What have you been into lately? Um,
0: I, I haven't been into much, man. Um, I, I've been wanting to get into uh, Iron Fist. Yes, that, that I'm only recently. half of
1: half of episode one. That's all I've really had time really? for. Beautiful, but by the time this airs, I probably will have watched the
0: entire series. <laughs> I don't know, I haven't heard great reviews of it. Have, have you watched or heard anything of it,
2: Phil? I, I'm behind on the last several Marvel shows, but I've heard the same thing, that the reviews are kind of middling on this one.
1: Yeah. I heard that the reviews are such on there that they screened the first six episodes. Yeah. And people made, made a snap judgment on it. They also, and we're not really going to get into this here, they also talked about, well, Danny Rand is a white guy, and he's doing karate. So it's like, well, Danny Rand in the comic book is a white guy. So I, I'm sorry. Like I, he does too. Yeah. I mean, it's okay to stay with the comic still, right? I mean, <laughs> is that okay? <laughs> anyway, sometimes just a thought. Ooh.
2: All right, what have you been into lately, Phil? So I have this um, book recommended to me actually by Jared and Laurie. Chester and some others. I haven't read this book. Oh, I thought you had, I'm sorry. Um, several people, I mean, honestly, a lot of people have been recommending it to me over the last four or five years, but I finally got around to reading it. It's ready player one by Ernest Mm Klein. Um, so you gotta understand something. When I read a a book, just, I read a a lot of comic books, but just regular (laughs) novels, I don't read them. I I don't read novels at all. And when I do, it takes me a very long time. Like it might take me three or four weeks to go through a 400 page book. Um, I read this book in a week. Mm-hmm. so um, just seven days I couldn't put it down it is fantastic I w- my, my elevator like 15 second pitch for the book is if you um, love 80s pop culture and video games you absolutely owe it to yourself to say read the, the book say the name one more time uh, Re- Ready Player One okay. um, in a nutshell it's basically about um, in the future everyone exists to basically plug in to this virtual world I think like uh, World of Warcraft or V type world and they everyone the, the real world is so terrible that they live their entire lives in uh, a simulation. So and there's there's a contest going on and you know if if you beat this game then you get millions billions of dollars and stuff like that. So there's <laughs> there's actually like a goal in mind uh, with the book. But um, if I've said anything that even sounds slightly mm-hmm. interesting to you, you will absolutely love. That's awesome. Yeah, it's That's really cool. really good.
0: Uh, they're coming out with a movie yes right. yes and that's another reason that, to that's read why it. it's gaining popularity yeah it's awesome um, and
2: that's one of the big reasons i wanted to read it because i did i wanted to re- read it before the movie came out but um yeah it's definitely my like it's at least in my top five books of all time really? so yeah it's great
1: check it out okay well ch- i have been really into legion the tv show legion you i've heard it? good things <laughs> of it
2: I, I, it's a dc property right or it's a Marvel property. Marvel, okay. Um, oh, that's I right. I don't it's, want to give away any spoilers on this it's Xavier's char- on the, son. Oh well, you just did it. Well, that's not a spoiler. Um, well, it kind of is, but on I've, this
1: show, it is, and I know it already. But well, I've they, been, they don't say that he's his son. Well, they, they're not to that point. You're just learning about the character. Hey, it is a. No, uh, I've seen that on a commercial. Well, I understand that, but I'm saying on the show, they're they're not they're not pushing that right now. They're oh, saying, okay. who is your father? I don't know. I've, I, he, he's just oh, found okay. out." Where they're at on the show right now, spoiler alert, is that they they're finding out he's adopted. He's found out he's adopted. He is. This is like um, uh, what's the what's the uh, what's the Leonardo Problem DiCaprio? Oh. What's Leonardo, Sort of that. But what's the Leonardo DiCaprio uh, show? Um, Growing pains. No, my <laughs> God, Wolf of Wall Street. Not helping. Titanic. No, the crazy show. The crazy it's show? It's the crazy Inception. Like, Inception. Gosh, you're helping. Thanks for the help. It's <laughs> a movie.
2: Okay, go ahead. Did I say show? <laughs> yes. He Grandpa, said show.
1: Grandpa said show. But anyway, that movie, this show has a lot of that in it. And you're like, is this real? What's real? Because literally, like the whole show is, I'm not sure if this is happening in his mind. Is any of it real? Is all of it real? It is a great show. Like it is, it's been my like. I catch myself thinking about it throughout the day, going, "Wonder if that is what's getting it." And Are you, we in season one? Oh well, yeah, which okay. you're, It's against one, one of Jared's rules is that he won't watch a show if it's in season one. He's got this one's going to get to season two. I mean, okay. I thought that about Backstrom too, but that didn't happen. <laughs> but any rate, right, um, man, I'm telling you, Legion, his power, unbelievable. And there's um the the villain of the show has has been a slow it's been a slow burn to it's been a slow burn to get to said villain, but it's gonna be a great payoff as it goes. Only eight episodes, um, I believe. Oh, wow. And I think we're on episode five right now. What network? So, what what what, what network is it on? Oh, it's on Fox. it's on FX. Okay, but I have Hulu, so it's on Hulu. Gotcha. So we watch a lot of stuff on Hulu. So um, been into that, and then books. I I've, I've, books I've been reading uh, the Bear Bryant's autobiography, which came out in 1974. But it's pretty awesome. So, really, folks, listen. We're so glad you tuned in today. Um, you are a great audience. Thanks for <laughs> downloading, or just thanks for listening while you're driving in your car on the way you're going to wherever. And uh, you are awesome. Thank you so much. Guys, say bye. Hey, see ya. Thank you so much. Reach for the stars. Follow your dreams. And remember, just because it's from Hollywood doesn't mean it isn't horrible. Thanks, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. The Horrible Movie Podcast is powered by revolverpodcast.com and Orange Tie Web Design Marketing and Branding. The Horrible Movie Podcast can be heard on great stations like 105.5 KFGM in Missoula, Montana, from Missouri to Missoula, 88.1 KZGM, South Central Missouri's public radio station, and weekly contributions on KPOV 88.9 High Desert Community Radio. Listen to us on iTunes, TheHorrorMoviePodcast.com, RevolverPodcast.com, and anywhere podcasts are found.